I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. Here's another AI tale of caution. New York-based lawyer Steven Schwartz is facing the court after a grand slip-up by his own firm in using AI chatbot ChatGPT to do some legal research for a case. The blundering case in question is Marta versus Avianca, where a customer named Roberto Marta sued the airline after a serving cart mishap, which injured his knee during a flight. Schwartz, defending his client, submitted a brief objecting to the dismissal of the case, and to do so, he apparently used ChatGPT to amplify his legal findings. But that completely backfired. ChatGPT, in all its algorithmic glory, generated six non-existent cases, complete with bogus quotes and internal citations. And when Schwartz asked the chatbot if the cases were real, It assured him with unwavering confidence that they were indeed authentic and could be found on legal platforms like Westlaw and LexisNexis. But the court exposed the fiction and scrutinized every detail. Surprisingly, ChatGPT did manage to refer to a real case, but got the date and other details completely wrong. This is the risk and hilarity of relying solely on AI for legal research. However, the allure of AI-powered chatbots has captivated people around the world. Even in India, for example, as our weekend newsletter, The Intersection, pointed out earlier this month, for the first time, ChatGPT was used during a court proceeding in a bail application. The question raised was, "What is the jurisprudence on bail when the assailants are assaulted with cruelty?" And in response, the bot gave a rather thoughtful reply. It emphasized that the decision on bail would depend on the specific circumstances of the case and the jurisdiction's law. However, it hinted that cases involving violent crimes like murder might lead to a reluctance to grant a bail. And with ChatGPT's insights, bail was rejected. So now we have two cases in front of us: one where AI was of successful assistance and one where it was a huge blunder. So is AI a suitable addition to professions like law? Not yet, I guess. Because even though AI tools that possess extensive knowledge of laws are great at remembering information, their way of thinking is mostly based on data patterns. On the other hand though, humans tend to use a more logical and straightforward approach to reasoning. When it comes to making sure justice is served or enforcing the law, It's important to have ethical thinking, taking the time to reflect on the situation and having empathy. However, currently chatbots are merely spewing information that need to be fact-checked. So I guess AI is still not an entirely reliable tool. For the next few minutes, you're going to know a little more than you did yesterday. from the world of technology business policy and anything that leaves you with food for thought hello i'm manaswini and this is the deep dive for 29th may 2023 
The Indian fashion scene has been going through some serious stitches lately. The big shots in the Indian markets like Nike, Jockey and Aditya Birla have reported significant losses in the last quarter. That's because the fashion market recently caught a wave of consumer pattern shifts and a flavor makeover, dancing to the e-commerce ways and Gen Z trends. But let me give you some examples first. In March 2023 quarter 4, Aditya Birla Fashion reported a net loss of rupees 187 crores. To put it in context, this can be compared to its last year's fourth quarter results where the company actually made a profit of rupees 43.6 crores. On similar grounds, Page Industries, which owns famous brands like Jockey and Speedo, also reported a dip in their net profits, which were about rupees 78.4 crores in the same quarter. This is again in comparison to its previous December quarter profits which were about rupees 124 crores. That's a solid 37% drop. In fact, both Aditya Birla Fashion and Jockey experienced a hiccup in their otherwise smooth ride after almost 2 years of winning streak. The thing is, all these brands have the same story to tell. A tricky consumer environment and surging expenses overshadowing demand. According to the Economic Times, with the onset of D2C fashion and the apparel industry's huge scope of development, competition has reached new heights. According to a Bernstein report, with a size of about 44.6 billion dollars in 2021, it is estimated that this industry will cross 150 billion dollars in just 2 years. That's because in today's day and age, it's all about us, the customers. and our wants for highly personalized goods a trend that became the norm after the pandemic the more customized the product the more appealing it is and yes while some brands have been playing catch up some have already set sail in that direction we are talking about reliance industry that has been making a lot of noise with its new ventures If you have listened to our previous episodes, we talked about how Shein is making a comeback after being banished in 2020, all thanks to its partnership with Reliance. As per Financial Times, this partnership is set to give Shein a share of Reliance's future profits while also ramping up its manufacturing in India for exports. But what's Reliance's end of the bargain? Well, Reliance already has the ambition to hop on board with the changing landscape and wants to target a wider audience this time. With Chin's help, it can do just that by grabbing the attention of the country's ginormous fashion-conscious youth while also getting a taste of its brand recognition, technology and global supply chain. What's more is that Reliance also quietly launched a Geo Street The idea behind this is to sell a large catalog of clothes and accessories for prices as low as rupees 200. Apparently affordability is the new gospel for big market grabs and who can understand this better than Reliance after its stint with Jio. As per the Economic Times report, the Ambani owned company wants to widen its demography and include smaller tier 2 and tier 4 towns. The reason behind it is that Since Ajio's launch, its main product of focus has been metro cities, which proved to be quite limiting. By tapping into non-metros, the company can have a bigger playground. And apparently, they also plan on operating on a zero commission model, which means that sellers won't be paying any commission to the platform, 
which will also draw in a new customer base. Moreover, the merchants themselves are promised a 15-day payment settlement. This venture now acts as a direct competitor to brands like Misho, whose forte is specifically low-cost fashion. Presently, Mintra dominates the retail scene with a staggering 60% market share, with Amazon trailing behind at 20% and Ajio with a 15% market share. So now think about this. With Reliance's past playbooks and strategic partnerships with Sheen and Ajio Street, maybe it is positioning itself to grab the biggest slice of the pie. If you like listening to The Signal Daily, please show us some support. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd love to hear what you have to say about this podcast. So feel free to shoot an email at hello at the rate the signal.co. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IVM. The episode was written and researched by Akshay and Aditi. Produced by me, Manaswini. Mastered and mixed by Manas and Nirvana. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are the signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter. 